Yo, what's going on everybody? It is three o'clock, time for another live stream. It is Saturday today, 3 p.m. New Vienna, Iowa, August 22nd, August 22nd, 2020. I got the date right. Not that it really matters, but I do think there may be another live stream today. I, I mean, not another, but like, I think there's another one. I'm not sure. I don't, I don't know what I'm doing wrong to make a second one show up, but this is the correct one. I just typed that into the chat. So if you see that in the chat, you're in the right one. If you don't see that in the chat, you're not in the right one. I don't know how this is happening. It, it doesn't even make sense. I, like, how, how can I be posting two things to YouTube at the exact same time? I don't know, but it seems to be happening again. Um, I give up. I was just going to have two live streams every day and every day I'll have to tell you guys which one is the right one and then I'll just have to go delete that other one later after the fact. So, I mean, something must have happened to uh, the way YouTube <laughs> does things to make it do that because like for a long time it was just fine. I don't know. I'm, I'm really not sure what's going on. Sorry about that, guys. But good to see everybody here. We got Roadrunner Reviews, Carlos Sayas, Martha's here, Stevie76 says, yo, what's going on? Uh, Romero Crawford says, haven't caught a live stream in a few weeks. About to pour some Terramana into some Limeade. Hello, everyone. I don't know what Terramana into some Limeade means, but it sounds like it's going to be tasty. Inez Dunbar says, hey, Kofuzi and everyone. Pip is now an ultra runner. We ran 51K for my 51st year today. She took it in stride. Oh, I think we got it. Oh, man, I'm not. I'm dropping the ball today. I got to get the cow, the cowbell. Is it, uh, it's this one. Let's get the cowbell ringing for that one today. For Inez and Pip, the dog. Great work. 51K each. Amazing. Amazing. Um, I'm, I'm amazed. Do you bring it? Do you bring any nutrition for a dog on that, or does the dog just do fine with water? Or did you give the water? Do you give the dog sports drink? Amazing. Um, Tony Massey says I was in the other one. LOL, thinking it was it was a small group. I don't know how that's happening. Ah, oh, it's so crazy. Arnold Allen says it's time to cross streams. I I, I just don't. Um, Chris Dyke says FYIco, I was in this one, and then my notification popped up, and when I clicked on it, it took me to Bizarro stream. I, I can't explain it. And I don't think it's happening to anyone else. I even tried doing like things in a different order today. Like I use OBS to connect like my camera, my microphone, all this to the system and then to my laptop. And then I have to get like a stream key that you take from YouTube and put that into OBS. Uh, and then I'll hit start streaming. The other days I've been hitting start streaming before I hit the goal. So I just did, like, did everything in reverse and I don't know. It's just... <sighs> We're just gonna have to deal with two, two, two live streams for a while. Um, yeah. Uh, it is Dunbar says, yeah, cowbell pip got some snack in the shop, but didn't need them. It was for a treat. Dogs are amazing. Dogs are amazing. I, uh, went for a longer run today, not 51 K for sure. And happy birthday, by the way. Uh, but I did not go off 51 K. I went uh, about 21 K today and, um, encountered several farm dogs along the route. None of them followed me. But it was like a pretty good variety. I saw like um, one that I'm not going to be able to name. It's kind of, I don't want to say it was a husky. It was just like a big white puffy dog. So there was that. And then there was a golden Labrador. And then there was a collie. And then I think it was, what, the GSP, German short-haired pointers? One of those. But not the one that I ran the, mar the half marathon with. 
but um, there was another dog there. And then I want to say I saw a couple other dogs too. Lots of barking. No one chased me today though. So that was kind of nice. <laughs> oh man. Uh, Brian Wen says, right stream? Yes, you are in the right stream. Uh, Steven Gersdorf says, what type of dog can keep up with a distance runner? Uh, over 10K is what Steven's thinking. Uh, for a good companion runner. Um, yeah, Steven says, I'm in Cali, so he needs to be able to stay cool. Uh, I, I ran, uh, there's a couple of farm dogs that I ran with here. One was, I think, um, maybe like a Labrador mix of some sort. And, um, it was a puppy and it ran eight miles with me. No problem. Well, no, five miles, four miles with me. No problem. It just started chasing me, not chasing, but like running along with me. And then it, we ran together for like eight miles and four miles. And then I dropped him off. The other dog that found me was a German short hair pointer. And I, from what I understand, those are really good. If I were to get a dog specifically for um, running with, that'd probably be the first place I would look. Just because that dog was super smart. I mean, I, did, I don't know whose dog it was. I don't know where it came from. I don't know what kind of other training it has. I presume around here, if you have a dog like that, that that dog is trained with hunting commands. So uh, I'm sure that it has been trained in some sort of way, but it means it's very trainable. But anytime a big car, if it was a smaller car, it would just kind of keep running by me. But if it was a bigger one, it would hide in the ditch, like duck down underneath the grasses and wait for the car to go. And then it would pop back up and then chase me somewhere. Um, I think that the um, all the sheepdogs, uh, Inez Dunbar has a border collie, beautiful dog. Uh, I've seen the pictures on um, Instagram. And... Um, yeah, so the, I think those uh, the dogs that work, I think, are the ones that you'd want to look for. Uh, Brian once said, I did two miles and died. <laughs> uh, and Sunny Kerwin says, don't run with a whippet. Yeah. My dog is a French bulldog mix. So, I mean, and these days he's old now. So the other day he, you know, he has a tendency of trying to run off when, it, when we let him outside. And um, he did that again. And a lot of times he would know that, like, you know, if he got far away enough, if I tried to go get him, he could just, you know, sprint out ahead of me and like keep playing like the running away game. But the other day I was like, let's see how you do now, 12 year old dog. And so I chased him and I was able to catch up to him sprinting. And so ever since then, um, he's kind of given up. I kind of feel bad about it, but I can now leave him kind of like outside when we're outside and he won't go anywhere. <laughs> um, but he's not much of a, he's never been much of a running dog. Uh, he's very much an apartment dog. Um, yeah. So that, I mean, that's, those are some, been some fun ones. Uh, my mother-in-law has a, uh, Labradoodle, which, I mean, I've been trying to like walk with the dog more and run with her. And I'm just really nervous of taking the dog with me. Like, cause if it got in traffic or if it got run over or if it caused an accident, like that kind of thing, I would just, I'm very nervous about it. And, um, the dog is very strong. And I'm just nervous. So, like, I'll, I'll walk with it. I'll take it on quick jogs, like, up and back. But um, I haven't taken her, taken her running. Uh, my mom's here. Hi, Mom. KJ Mark 8773 there's two streams again. Yes, I don't know why there's two streams again. I even, when I scheduled it, I saw that two streams scheduled. And I deleted the other scheduled stream. But then as soon as I get, like, into this stream to start it up again, it gives me a thing that says, hey, two streams are about to get started either switch to the other one or um, 
you can reset the stream key on this one to stay here. And I usually see lots of people that are waiting in this one, so like I don't switch. Anyway, it's, I don't understand. I don't understand. Um, Steve Arnberg says, I see that uh, New Balance has announced a fuel cell RC Elite racing shoe. Yeah, I did see that. It's pretty. It has more stack height than I was expecting. Because, I mean, from what I had heard, the, um, I really thought that I wasn't going to like or be in, even interested in the RC. I thought it was basically going to be kind of more like the Adazero Pro, where it's basically not like a big, cushy, super shoe that I'm looking for, but basically just like a racing flat with carbon in it. And But this looks more like the TC, and so like kind of am pretty interested in it i think i might try to get it uh duke 22b said duke, duke bb 22 says i think this is the correct stream you are right you're in the right stream um yeah let's see uh will w just don't cross streams yes for sure um recycle on wednesday says my stick in the mud dog rescue volunteer soapbox is to remember that running takes up only a small part of the day for most of us make sure your dog is a fit for the rest of your life too that's a very good point that's a very good point point. and so the dog my dog uh the 12 year old is a very good fit for us uh like well when we lived in chicago i mean we still live in chicago but like we're not there now um he's out of place here as am i a little bit but um you know he's very he's an excellent winter chicago dog because in the winter he goes outside he pees and poops real fast and then he walks back in like some days i'm like hey it's not so cold today let's walk around the block and he'll be like i'll just pull pull back the way that french bulldog zoo he'll just like pull back and like tug back in and that's how i know he wants to go inside um martha says after following pip and Innes on instagram uh, I've already decided if I ever get a dog, it'll have to be a Scottish Shepherd. Yeah, it, I mean, that's a beautiful dog. It is. I'm quite envious. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Steve Gerstoff said, they make running shoes for dogs. I, um, they make, I mean, we, we used to put, I, well, there was one winter when I tried to put boots on my, my dog when he was a puppy. And because um, there's salt all over. And my understanding is like the purple salt and the blue salt is particularly bad and rough on the dog's paws. And so, um you know, when we do take him out, you know, that first winter I tried to put some snow boots on him. He hated it. And he walked around like, like this, every foot, like did this every step. And so like, after like two walks of that, um, then he would kind of bite me when I tried to get the things on and still walk around like this, like every step trying to shake everything off. So I was just like, nope. What that also means is sometimes when we go outside and he gets envious or it, not envious, curious about like, you know, smells in the neighborhood, and then wintertime, we'll go for a longer walk. And then he'll realize, oh, I've bitten off more than I can chew. And then he'll stop and, like, pick up a paw like this and give me puppy dog eyes. So I have to carry the dog because his feet are now freezing. And so I'll carry him. And I could feel it. And I'll touch his paws. And they're, like, ice cold. And I warm up his paws as I carry him back inside. It's, uh, yeah, he's smart. He's trained me well. <laughs> I have not trained him very well. He's trained me. Um yeah, Sonny Kerwin says, Candy Cross is supposed to be good. Running, racing with dogs, not done it, but it's a thing. I know. I'm I'm very curious about it. I think it's a sport I would really enjoy. Um, and I feel like I could be a good jockey, right? Because, I mean, like in, the, in like the horse racing world, there's like the horse. There's a horse trainer, then there's a horse or owner, but there's also like the person that like rides the horse during the race that is not necessarily like the horse owner and most likely probably isn't. 
And so, uh, you know, in that kind of system, I could be a runner. I could run with the dog. I think I could do that. I don't know if that's, I don't know if Ken across is that, uh, structured in such a way as to resemble horse racing in, in that regard in terms of the financing and ownership structures. But I, I could do that training a dog. I'm not that good at training dogs. I, I I'm realizing that motivation theory running series says happy Saturday, everyone just wrapped up my 21 miles today. Good times. That's awesome. That's cool. Great, great work. Um, Ooh, in his Dunbar says Pip has shoes for when she has a cut pad. Oh, okay. How are, I mean, do you think her pads are, is she, is she going to need, uh, need time to recover from a 51 K today? That's what I'm curious. Or like, like tomorrow, is she just going to wake up and be like, how far are we running today? You know? Um, and then it says when Pip and I ran a cannon cross race, it was, it is some of the hardest race running I've done. So cool. So cool. Denzel M says, how many watches do you use to run with? I use two right now because I use the one as like a mini phone, like a strap, you know, so like the, the one is the Apple watch and I'm using that as like a phone in case I need to call for help or just to listen to music and podcasts. Another one is my Polar, which I use to um, track all the activity. It's probably, you know, it's one more than most people need. It's two more than most people need, but it's one more than almost everyone needs. I don't need to, but I, I have them. So it's easier than carrying the phone. Uh, Crespin Greco says, is this the right one? Yes, this is it. You're in the right spot, man. Sorry for all the confusion. <laughs> Martha wants to know what's the stack height and weight of Pip's shoes. You know, I was thinking about it today because uh, someone mentioned the SL20s earlier today um, at the at the start of the live stream. I think. I think it was Roadrunner Reviews mentioned it. Um, and I, I mean, that video is going to come out tomorrow, the 100-mile review. And I was thinking, like, um, you know, when I do that, I write up my notes uh, for when I make the video. I haven't done the talking part yet. You know, I, I convert from miles uh, and, and pace in miles per minute to, like, kilometers and kilometers per minute. And then I also noticed, I was like, you know, do I need to convert the weight from ounces to grams? And then I was like, but you know, no one ever gets mad when you report heel drops or stack heights in millimeters. So I'm thinking next for tomorrow's video, just to like be facetious, I guess. I think I'm going to report the heel drops in inches. So what is a 14 millimeter heel drop in inches? I don't know. I have no idea. Um... And Denzel M says, awesome, man, regarding watches, just bought a Polar because of the bit. Awesome. Cool. I hope you enjoy it. I've really been enjoying mine. Um, there are times when I'm like, you know, I wish it could do all the things my Apple Watch could do. But I also feel like, you know, it's asking a lot of things. I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good with my setup. I'm fine. Um, and it says, Pip's dog shoes have Vibram soles. Wow crazy um yeah and he says that pip would be fine and ready for another run tomorrow if she can get away with it that's that's incredible how are you feeling 51k is no joke um stevie 76 says my oldest daughter started listening to k-pop after hearing it on radio disney now i'm adding it to my running playlist that's so funny um 
So I think my daughter's first introduction to K-pop, I mean, uh, I mean, she heard, I mean, everyone heard that Psy song, but, um, but her first like kind of understanding of it, it comes from Trolls World Tour. And um, so she's like, daddy, let's listen to some K-pop. Can you listen? Can you tell me about K-pop? And so like, I like pulled up like a K-pop playlist and she goes, I don't understand these words. I'm like, well, they're singing in Korean. She says, can you, can you? She's like, how do you know? I'm like, because I know what I can, I can hear it. I can understand that it's Korean. She goes, what are they saying? And I'm like, I, I have no idea. Because I don't. I can hear that it's Korean words, but like, I, I can't, I can't tell what it is. <sighs> but she wants, she's, she was interested in for like two weeks. Like, let's put on some K-pop. And then I think she just kind of lost interest, which I'm, I'm kind of okay with. Martha says, with the work distributed over four legs, dogs must not have the impact issues we do. So maybe that's why she's ready to go, like the sled dogs and the Iditarod. Maybe. That's an interesting idea. You know, Steven Gersdorf says, makes sense, four legs, a two times faster recover time. Yeah. But I mean, like, on the other hand, though, if you believe that, you know, like the born to run kind of theory that humans are uniquely evolved to handle long distances, like she should be particularly poorly suited to recover for the next day. But also at the same time, like, you know, a dog running at a human pace is probably like, yeah, oh, this is a nice little stroll. <laughs> yeah. Simon Partridge says 13 millimeters equals a half inch. Oh, well, that's, oh, that's that, that I think I can remember. So like 13 millimeters and a half inch. Oh. That seems off, but like, I'm not going to argue, but Interesting. Um, Stevie 76 is saying like, yeah, maybe the dog has low heart rate training. Pro- I mean, I wonder how, oh, you know, what's funny is, um, I was going to say like, I wonder what the dog's heart rate is. I mean, I'm sure you can like kind of look that up, but, um, not that I would put a heart rate monitor on a dog, but, um, the baby, uh, is very interested in like playing doctor and stuff. As a lot of kids are at, at this age, she's four. And, uh, I got her a real stethoscope. Or my sister got her a real stethoscope. And um, so, like, she's been playing around with it. And um, she's been, like, listening to everyone's heartbeat. And she's been a lot more interested in it, too, because we've got one of those, like, temperature guns that you could take people's temperatures with, which I don't know why they don't give to, like, all parents. Like, why why is that taking a pandemic for that to be, like, a thing? Because, like, at our house, we have we have, like, five or six different thermometers just for like the kids, just in case they're sick. And every time you have to like wake up the kid, if they're taking a nap to take their temperature, not that I would, I would just kind of let them keep sleeping. But you know, there's just, why would you make a kid like sit with the thing in their mouth when you can just do the thing and the technology is, it's not like they invented it for the pandemic. So the thing existed where you could take the temperature like instantly, just like reading it. Um, so she's been doing that. And then she's like, then listen to my heartbeat. She listened to everyone's heartbeat. And she's been trying to, she's been chasing the dog around the house, trying to get his heartbeat. Um, trying to figure out what it is. <laughs> and his number says border collies are very efficient. Sometimes my running speed is a brisk walk for Pip. Yeah, I've noticed that definitely with um, with my mother-in-law's dog when I start like jogging. Um, I feel like part of the reason why she kind of not fights me, but like will sometimes get bored and like roll around in the grass, is because I think I'm going too slow. So, like, if I go at, like, a jogging speed for me, she'll just kind of be like, all right, 
Um, and then sometimes she'll like bite the leash. Sometimes she might kind of like nudge into my legs a little bit, um, or just stop. And then when we come back from the uphill, if we're on the downhill, if I pick it up a little bit, then she has to like trot. Then she's like a little bit more interested. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Motivation theory running says 13 millimeters is 0.511811 inches. Now, I'm not going to remember that. I'm going to leave it at a half an inch. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, plant power dances. I agree with what Mike was talking about in regards to born to run. I think dogs are better sprinters, but they wear out before humans do. Therefore, their recovery can't be better. I mean, we'll, we'll see. I mean, not, not we'll see. I won't see. But I guess we'll have to ask Ennis tomorrow. How's, the dog, how's Pip doing? Uh, Timmy Pim says, I hate online school. I want real school. I'm sorry to hear that, man. Um, I was thinking, I mean, I was thinking about, uh, about that a lot today because I'd seen an article somewhere saying that there are some areas in Mexico where to solve like kind of like the online schooling and like not everyone has technology at home problem that they're just going to put school on TV, which makes a lot of sense. Um, but I was also thinking like, you know, like there's a lot of fear about like sending kids back to school or not. And it seems like really weird that like the kids are the real guinea pigs uh, in kind of all of this or that we're treating them like that um, with a variety of different rationales or explanations of why that's okay. But um, the one thing that like always struck me, like I listen to a lot of like press releases or like press conferences um, from different governors from I'm now I'm listening to stuff from like two different states, um, Iowa and Illinois. And it, it just kind of is just like, um, you know, uh, it was amazing how some of the governors are, you know, just like, yeah, I know we kind of had like online school in the spring, but really they didn't learn anything. So like imagine how much slide kids are experiencing because they haven't been in school since March. And I was just like, that's pretty insulting to the teachers. But at the same time, these are the same people that are like violent video games are too uh, influencing on our children. And so, uh, I mean, like, you're alert. That's something that they're learning from a screen. We have no problem thinking that, like, screen time can, like, uh, weaponize a child to commit, like, heinous crimes. But then we're like, yeah, but long division, I don't, I don't know if they're gonna learn anything. So it's like weird that like screen time can be like, it's always like it's, it's always, it's weird. Like screen time in and of itself is always considered horrible. When I'm just like. I don't know. Some pretty cool things have happened for me watching a screen. I don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm, I'm very, very biased. Uh, Chris Dyke, sorry, I've been kind of just rambling. Uh, Toshak Singhal says, it's less accurate to measure from the forehead. You can always get temperatures from armpits, so you don't need to wake them up or use ear that some doctors use. Yeah, you know, I've um, I've heard that before as well, but I'm like, it may be less accurate, but like if a kid is squirming and not really holding the temperature, the thermometer underneath their tongue, right? Like, is that all, how accurate is that? Um, and uh, we've done the armpit one before and I'm always paranoid. I almost never take my temperature um, because I'm always paranoid that we're gonna accidentally have the rectal thermometer in the wrong case for some reason. And so like every time my wife gives me a thermometer, I'm like, you put it in your mouth first. I just, I don't know why. I'm just like very scared of that. 
Um, so like I never used the, uh, I never used, I only, I've only used like a thermometer at home, like since we've had kids, maybe like twice. I don't think we even owned a thermometer before we had kids. Uh, but now we have the, the trigger electric one. I love that. I, I mean, we use ours like every, like not every day, not anymore. When we first got it, we were using it every day. Uh, that's when we were like quarantining over in Guttenberg. But now, but now we still use it relatively frequently. Motivation theory running says one mile equals 1,609,344 millimeters. That sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. Chris Dyke asks, if I didn't have a YouTube channel, how many shoes do you think you'd purchase slash have in your rotation? I'd probably have three, maybe four, maybe five, depending on how much YouTube I was watching. But if I didn't have my, you know, like, I think that like four is a really great number if you have a one of each, but you know, at any one time you might have like two daily trainers or, or you know, something like that. So, um, I think I'd probably have three or four. Tony, you says, is there a reason why I use a Mac over a PC? Well, I use both this computer right now that I do the live stream from is a PC. Um, and, I, the reason I use it for the live stream is because it actually has USB ports and more than one. My MacBook has one USB-C port, so that's limiting. But I like to use that because um, the battery life is crazy good. The laptop itself is light. So like, you know, a lot of times I'm editing early in the morning and I don't want to sit in a chair that has like a plug near it all the time. So I'll just be wherever I, I can be. And um, yeah. So that's like the main thing is like I want to like sometimes it takes me two hours to edit and running video editing software on a PC. Um, I don't usually think I can get through a battery. It like it drains the whole battery to do that. And so I don't want to have to like stop in the middle of editing and like have to go find the plug and plug it in and then switch chairs or wherever I'm at. So that was like the main thing is just I wanted to be able to have something very simple to, to travel with. And then, uh, you know, I use a MacBook with Final Cut Pro, and I think that the, you know, everything, it's, the Final Cut Pro is, like, optimized to be used on Mac software. Well, it only works on Mac software, but um, even though it's a very, like, quote-unquote, underpowered laptop, I mean, it doesn't have an external graphic. It doesn't have discrete graphics. It does everything that I need it to do uh, in a fairly quick amount of time. So the only things that don't work quickly are things that are kind of like PC first applications like Insta360. Like the rendering from that takes forever. Rendering from uh, GoPro 360 footage takes forever because I think that relies basically almost 100% on like CPU horsepower, if I'm not mistaken. And my MacBook just doesn't have that much CPU horsepower. Uh, Mr. Random says, what four shoes would they be for my shoe rotation? All, all time best for, for one for each category. Oh, I think that for the max cushion, it would probably be, well, I would say, I don't know. I really like the Triumph, but these days I'm a little bit wary of recommending those. But, like, the Triumph is one that I really like, the 17, or the um, 1080 version 10. Um, then for the Daily Trainer, uh, I mean, my favorite Daily Trainer was the Pegasus 33 Shield. So that's kind of my favorite one. Um, then for the Speed Shoe, oh, I don't know. There's so many good options in the speed shoe category. 
Uh, I really like the Hyperion Tempo. I'll say that. And then for the racing shoe, Vaporfly 4% Ekadin, the white one. I like the, I really like that white one. So I think those are probably my four. That, that might change, but like, yeah. I mean, it's getting really specific because I'm not like specifying certain years and stuff, but yeah, some, you know, that's kind of like the way I like, um, I think, yeah, that's my rotation. Steven Gerzor says, I used to have large rotations, but I found I wasted a lot of money by dis discarding shoes before their time because the new ones in rotation were more fun. Now I run one shoe until it's broken. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think back like when I started really buying a lot of shoes, especially for like review purposes. That would have been somewhere like late 2016 is when I started doing that. But like for 2016, my running, I think I just had like one or two shoes at a time. It was like Pegasus well, I had like, what year would it have been? So that would have been four years ago. So I've been Pegasus 32. I think I had three of those. I just kept buying the same shoe over and over. And then Pegasus 33, I think I ran in four or five of those in the course of a year. So, yeah. JC says, my name is John and I have a running shoe problem. Hi, John. I think I'm at six in the rotation and a couple others that are available. Yeah, I mean, I think they're just fun at this point. You know, like... The way I see it, like it's, I, I see them like knives a lot of the time, or I see them like golf clubs. Even though I don't really, I I haven't played golf in about twenty years, um, and uh, but like you know, like you can get very specific in terms of their tools, like uh, what you know, like a boning knife versus like uh, like another like a six inch chef's knife. Uh, the boning knife, yes, it's very flexible, but like. Um, or like a fillet knife, you know, like there's different ways that you can like get very fine gradations in terms of purpose. Um, so you can have more than like the three that I think a kitchen needs is a good pairing knife, like a nine inch chef's knife, uh, or like the really only two knives that I ever really use. Um, a bread knife is helpful if you bake, bake bread. So like maybe three is what I would kind of pick. Um, but like golf clubs, like when I play golf, you carry however many clubs in the bag but i really only need like three i'm only good at like three of the clubs maybe four like three wood five iron like a wedge and uh a putter like those everything else is kind of like yeah they just rattle around and it looks impressive i guess but you know steven grosser says i could live with n plus one <laughs> that's a good that's a good answer um that's funny um Tony Messi says, "I have six for trail alone. I think currently he says he has, has twelve in the ro in the road rotation. Yeah, I have like um, I have all my shoes. I, when I came when we came from Chicago, I brought all my shoes in a giant like contractor like debris bag kind of thing, so it's big and clear, uh, and a larger like the size of like an extra large like garbage bag, and um, it's down in the basement. And you know you see it when you come down the basement stairs. So anytime my in-laws go down there, they, they, I'm sure they see this giant." bag of shoes that's in there and it's only growing it just keeps collecting more shoes i'm working on getting rid of some shoes. i'm going to try and not buy any shoes for a little bit um because i just have so many that i'd like to still run in and get through um so um yeah uh it's just getting bigger and bigger and i can't imagine what they think yeah about it uh, MCM says, any news about Pikes uh, and Seth? I don't, I don't know. I didn't, I forgot that that was, was that today? Or is it tomorrow? Tomorrow? I don't, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I mean, I know he's going to podium or like he's gunning for it, right? So, um, 
Yeah. I wish him luck. I wish him luck. Uh, Steven Gersdorf says, how many miles can you get on a Kinvara? I would say for the power run version, you could probably easily get over three, 325, maybe closer to 350. I would say for the older Kinvaras, I didn't, I felt like they were a lot like thinner. They were much more designed for shorter, faster distances, in my opinion. So I would say maybe 300 for those. Yeah, Marath Motivation Theory Run says, I love getting shoes and running in all different kinds. Can run in both neutral and stability without any issues. It's just fun. I agree. It's it's definitely a lot of fun. Leona Wong says, I heard via a podcast that there was a marathon in Iowa today. Main to main marathon in Osage, Iowa. I was unaware. I'm yeah, I'm not really comfortable with the way a lot of Iowans are handling things around here. Um Yeah. Yeah. As we get close let me tell you what, uh, whenever I watch TV here, more than half of every commercial break is political ads, and it's like the same three commercials, so it's like really, really annoying, um, and they're all negative from both sides, so like it is just not very fun to watch TV right now, um, and as we're getting closer and closer to election, we're seeing more um, uh, Trump country type of signs. Uh, in all the neighbors' yards and everything like that. So um, uh, I think that is consistent with uh, the community approaches to a lot of things uh, in here regarding the pandemic. So, like, yeah, they might have run an, a marathon in Osage, Iowa today, and I'm hoping it went perfectly well. I hope it's 100% not newsworthy. Um, but I wouldn't go, I'll tell you that. Um, yeah, there's there's a, there's a lot of those uh, voters in this state. I think it's definitely going to go strong that in that that way in the state, um, which is interesting because I I mean he's been tinkering a lot with what's going on with the corn uh, and all of the other main exports from this state, and in a way that maybe I'm not understanding it, but I don't think it's very helpful to the I don't think this president's been very helpful to the state, but he seems to be really popular here. Um, Christine Boo says Seth is racing tomorrow and Sunny Kerwin says Pikes is Sunday awesome Martha says tomorrow is Pikes Peak as well cool cool so we'll have to we'll have to keep track of that um, I wonder what the timing is going to be like on that one it's probably a morning race so we'll probably know by the time we have the live stream tomorrow uh, Ross W says jumping in late we talking about racing despite COVID no I think someone had mentioned that there's a race in Iowa today which I you know I didn't know that there were even that many marathons in Iowa, to be honest. Um, I don't, and I don't know where Osage is, uh, but um, yeah. But yeah, there's one here and it just makes me very nervous. Like when I hear about races in other countries, I'm like, cool, things are getting back to normal. When I hear about races here, like in the U S I'm like, wait, what's, who's the governor of that state? You know, that's kind of like what I think about. Yeah. Ross W says, when someone puts a political sign in their yard, uh, who pays for it? The campaign? The person whose yard it is in? Uh, I think it can depend. Uh, I remember growing up in New Jersey, there was always this one street. It was like at this like huge like T that everyone, you know, it wasn't like a stop sign. I think there was a stop sign there. But it was this giant part of the street where everyone had kind of had to stop for a second and then uh, go through to get it like from where we were to like 
the bigger town. And um, that, there was always a giant political banner, like right at that corner, like along a fence. And my understanding of that was someone was always paying the, the property owner to put that sign there. But the signs that I'm talking about are like the little ones that are about the size of a sheet of paper with the two little metal sticks that you stick into the ground. And so I think a lot of those you can probably get. I've never been a yard owner, as you guys know from my lack of lawn mowing experience. So I've never owned my own grass or any other space that I could put a yard sign before. So I actually don't know. But I would imagine that the way it would go is you could either ask for them to be – you probably pick one up from like a campaign office or I don't know. I don't know, but I don't think that you're paying for them or anyone's paying you to put them in your yard, but you're asked, you know, it's a way of like communicating to your neighbors, you know, who you're going to vote for. Yeah. Kevin, uh, Ancrum says 7am mountain time for Pike start. And here, does, does, is mountain time always two hours behind central time? I'm not sure. I don't think it always is. Hmm. Uh, Chris Dyke says, as a follow-up for question for us addicts, are there any highly anticipated shoes to come second half of 2020? Um, I mean, I think we've probably seen them all. I haven't had a chance to try the Hyperion Elite 2. I haven't had a chance to try that Fuel Cell RC. Um, but those are two that I'm still really interested in seeing. Um, but like the other shoes that I was kind of like waiting for have, have already come out. Uh, like the beacon three well, has been out in the UK for a long time, but, uh, it's hit the U S finally, the Rincon two is out, uh, Clifton seven came out. Like those are the, like the late summer ones that I was looking for. Now Adidas tends to release some shoes like in November. I don't, I, th I think that they're either timing it for some uh like i don't know if they time it for cim or if there's some southern hemisphere marathons or southern hemisphere that they're targeting but like they typically have like a big release a somewhat big release like in the winter time of one of their shoes like we might see like what's what's the new what's the shoe that usually comes out in the winter ultra boost tends to come out pretty early in the in the year so i don't know if that's going to be like november december or that's more like january february but yeah um so there might be some like november releases like the triumph 17 i thought came out like late last fall right and then uh like the vomero 14 when that one came out that came out in like november i think so like there's some that might come out at the end of the year but like i think as far as the racers go those are the last two racers that i was looking for um, Plant Power Dan says, if you could spend one year in any state to train, where and why? I would pick San Diego because I just love it there. Uh, the weather's really nice. Um, it'd be a great place to train and also recover in. There's a variety of types of terrain. Um, there's a variety of types of temperatures that you can run in. So uh, it's just, I think, probably one of the most beautiful places in the United States. I know there's a lot of people here that live in areas that are also very beautiful. I don't mean to disparage, but of the places that I visited, and I have not visited a lot of the country, um, I've not had that pleasure. Of the places I visited, I would pick San Diego. Um, I don't know. I, I am hoping to visit Hawaii at some point. I think that would be also be a great place to train. Uh, let's see. Jody Run says, I went to a rugby league game yesterday and only 6,500 6, people allowed and it felt weird. I mean, 
Yeah. I mean, they're, they were talking about, I don't, I'm still not, the, the state, wait, Big Ten's no longer playing, right? Is that right? And Iowa's Big Ten. So, like, they were saying that, yeah, right? I, I, I can't keep track of it all. Uh, I'm trying to, but I'm having a hard time with it. But some of these stadiums that they play these college football games in hold, like, more than 60,000 people. And so they were like trying to do figure out like how many people they could have for social distancing, and it was just a fraction of that. And it just it would seem weird to have like to to be like playing in like a somewhat like a pretty much empty stadium. Hmm. Yeah, let's see. Uh, CV76 says Big Ten wants to play. Yeah, they they all do, but I'm. Hmm. Plant Power Dan says, I lived in Hawaii for two years before I started running and often think about the wasted opportunities. Yeah, I can, I can, I can like relate to that idea. Yeah. Tony Massey says, come further north, Orange County, and I can show you real mountains. Are there mountains in Orange County? I had no idea. I was unaware. Um, Stephen Grosdorf ran in Hawaii and said, there's a lot of oxygen and you can feel it when you run. Oh, interesting. Um... Rodrigo Jara Picardo says, uh, what temperature and humidity it's ideal for you to run a race? I would say uh, some, some temperature in the 40s is ideal for running a, uh, an endurance race. Um, I don't know what that translates to in Celsius, I'm afraid. Um, but it's a little bit above. I mean, like basically, I think the ideal well, what people think is the ideal temperature to race in is like something that'd be really, really cold when you're standing around waiting for the race to finish, but really great for actually running in. Um, personally, I like it a little. I mean, I, I, I think I run well in like full length tights and like gloves and like a hoodie. So like I like it. I like to run in cold, cold weather. When it is like what other people consider to be like ideal race temperature, I'm like, I always overthink it and I kind of end up overdressing. Cause I'm always worried about being cold, but I don't know. Brian Wen says, if I could pick an area to live and run in Pacific Northwest. Interesting. And Connor CP helping out with the temperature conversion, 40 degrees Fahrenheit is 4.5 C. Yeah. I think 40 might be a little bit cold for most people, but 45 degrees Fahrenheit. So I think what's that like maybe five and a half C something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Plant Paradan. PNW is Pacific Northwest. Yeah. Sonny Kerwin says 4.5 degrees Celsius is cold, is snowy. He's got six snow emojis. Hmm. Let's see. Um, Martha says we come to San Diego often in normal times and would move there if we didn't stay in Colorado. Lots of friends and family there. Yeah, I got what well, I have a cousin that lives out in the area in Carlsbad, not a cousin, I guess a, my dad's cousin's kids, but they, you know, they kind of are about the same ages as us. And a lot of that family has moved out that way. Um, and, uh, you know, they live out in this giant subdivision, which normally would just like kind of make me sigh a little bit. But, you know, we went to their house. It was a beautiful home. And they had like this indoor outdoor living thing going on. It was just, it was like, wow, this is beautiful out here. Um, I could tolerate living in a subdivision if, uh, you know, I had this kind of like setup. It's pretty nice. So quite envious of them. It's really beautiful out there. Um, yeah. And it was hilly. So like their subdivision was hilly. So I was like, oh, the running would actually be pretty good over here. <laughs> uh, 
yeah. Oh, Chanzo says 45 is like somewhere around 10 in Celsius. Oh, okay. Sorry. Um, yeah. Uh, Kevin Ancrum says Pacific Northwest runner here and says summers are great, but the winter gets a little gray and wet for a very long time. Yeah, I think that I would have a hard time with that in the Pacific Northwest, like the like the kind of like the dampness. Um, I I mean I like I like wintry mixes. I like it when it's like snowy, slushy, icy. Like I just like all that stuff. When it's just kind of like wet and muddy, like it kind of like gets it, that like uh, I find it grating, g r a t i n g. Like it just it, it it drags on me for a little bit. So I think I might have a hard time with that kind of temperature. But I would think like you know the kind of conditions that moss <laughs> grows well in uh, i i wouldn't i wouldn't be very good at that um and i just think that because i went wet and cold I, I i i like to run in in water i don't mind getting wet but when it's cold and wet that's kind of like it's hard for me um <laughs> 76 says i watched ben parks video again where he ran like a 235 london marathon while vlogging and selling merch at the same time yeah he's pretty he's amazing um i, I remember seeing that one when he's running around the cuddy sark and before i watched that video i had no idea that the cuddy sark was a ship um i just thought it was like the name of a, a booze that's all i thought it was that had like a nautical theme i didn't realize that it was named after like a famous ship um so that's what i learned from ben parks I mean, I've learned many things from Ben Parks. I have many things to learn generally, but yeah. <laughs> um, that is a funny one. Because uh, it's like he's done so early when he when he does that, you know, at the London Marathon. And people are like, oh, you got a GoPro? Did you run the whole thing with that? You know, kind of thing. Like when I run with a GoPro and finish, people are like, okay, yeah, that's about right. That's where the people holding selfie sticks come in, you know. But when Ben Parks finishes a race and, he, and, he does, and he's got a GoPro, people are like, wait, what? Um, it reminds me of the time that, um, Jam Jam ran a race. He ran the New York city marathon with the Osmo, not the Osmo action, the little thing. Remember the old Osmo, the one, the gray one that was like, it looked like the, the Terminator arm, you know, like when Arnold Schwarzenegger and Terminator two cuts off his arm and shows him like the Teledyne, like robot arm, that Osmo, the original one, like he ran with that thing and he had like a microphone attached to the side of it. Um, and he like low key ran a three hour marathon with that thing. And I was just like, what the heck is this? How is this possible? That, I mean, that's an old video, but that was, I mean, if you guys haven't seen that, I'll, I'll try and find a link for that. That I don't think it's probably gonna be that hard, but, um, that was a pretty amazing video. Um, Andrew Strauss says, do you notice running shoes being less cushioned when it's cold? Uh, I would say yes. But I think that most people overstate the effect of temperature on shoes. But that's just me. Jody Run says, anything below 15 Celsius, approximately 55 to 60 F is too cold for me as that is middle of winter temperatures. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's the temperatures for us right now. Um, right now, it's a little bit warmer. Today, my run started at 65 degrees uh, Fahrenheit. So I, uh, somewhere in that 15 Celsius range, um, maybe a little bit more than that. And then yesterday it was much cooler. We got a little bit of a heat, heat wave coming through yesterday was much cooler. Um, it started, the day started out at 55 degrees Fahrenheit. So it was chilly. It was chilly. It took me a while to warm up. 
Arnold Island says the weather in Austin has been awesome. It was 88 degrees on Thursday. Felt so good. I decided I would do my long run. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, that's like what the temperatures are out here right now. Plant Power Dan says, I'll pretty much take any other location than Tucson for running. Although I've gotten really good at waking up at 4 a.m. this summer. I bet. I bet. That sounds hot. Sounds like it's going to be real hot. Uh, Kevin A. Crancrum says, Moss grows on everything here in the Pacific Northwest. That's funny. Stephen Gersdorf says, does TPU get hard in cold weather too? I don't know. I think it would depend, right? I mean, I think rubber is the material that is most affected. And so people usually ask me that question in regards to React shoes. Um, and then I don't, I, PBAX doesn't uh, get affected by temperature at all, they say. Um, I, I've not looked at any of those studies or done any myself. Um, but uh, yeah. yeah, I'm not sure. Sonny Kerwin says, Cuddy Sark, the celebrated historic sailing ship and fastest of its time. Now an award-winning visitor attraction of Greenwich, London. Thank you. I didn't know that. I didn't know that it was a fast ship. I just, well, I just knew it was the, I, I just knew it as the bottle of liquor that had a sailboat. I call it a sailboat. I don't mean to diminish it, but that had a boat on, on the label. I can't even tell you what kind of liquor it is, but yeah. Um, yeah. Steven Gerzor says, they do seem softer when it's very hot and the road is roasting. Yeah, see, the thing is, like, I I, I, I easily will concede, like, oh, when it's hotter, your, your shoes are going to be a little bit softer, you know. But when people are like, does the cold affect shoes? I'm like, uh, I'm not so sure about that. I don't know why I'm, I'm like that. I think I'm just contrarian sometimes, but I don't know. Uh, Crespin Greco says, Hey, Kofuzi, your opinion, Chicago or Iowa in regards of your, of your lifestyle. Well, I think it depends on which lifestyle we're talking about. You know, like, is it like normal times? Are we talking about before 2020 or after 2020? I think that that's a very big difference there. Um, Chan Zhao says, when it's cold enough, Mizuno's front sole feel like concrete. Like, I will, I will agree with, like, cold can affect shoes. Like, if you've left your co shoes, like, in the car overnight. Because I remember doing that in um, for track in, in high school. Like, uh, I'd forget. I'd leave my shoes in the car overnight and then go to practice again the next morning and put them on and be like, ooh, these don't feel so great. I remember that. But, like, I think that's an extreme example. But I think, if you're, like, you're taking your shoes from your house and, like, house temperatures – to then go run outside, I think it's going to take a long time before the cold really makes them very cold. That being said, I've definitely taken shoes um, and run with them, like having the shoes in my house, run with them out by the lakefront in Chicago in the winter, and then by the time I come back, I've got a snowball on top of my stride foot pod because the ice and the water, any water and moisture that's gotten on there just froze on to the top of the shoe. So obviously some part of the shoe is at freezing temperature. But I just don't think the foam actually gets that cold. That's that's my like that's that's my hang up on it. Is I don't think the foam really gets as cold as people think. Brandon Stribble says, thinking about getting AirPods Pro for running short distances, one to five miles. I sweat pretty easily. Have yours ever fallen out during a run? No, they have not. The only time they've fallen out is if I'm wearing a mask and I take the mask off. Sometimes like the ear loop will flick my ear a little bit. That's the only time it's, it's fallen out. There are times where I felt like it's going to fall out 
And then sometimes when if I'm in, inside like on a treadmill and it's like super hot in the gym, then I'll feel like it's gonna fall out, or I feel like I need to like dry out your ear and then put them back in. I've done that, but fallout, I've never had it happen. Mm. Arnold Allen says, "What events did you run in high school? I ran them all. I was um, I had dreams of becoming a decathlete." But uh, maybe not dreams, but someone had I had considered it for a short time because <laughs> I had done enough of that uh, events and my coaches thought it was uh, a real enough uh, possibility for me that they actually let me compete in some of our like dual meets um, in all of the events. So I did one of everything before, but my major events were long jump, high jump, pole vault. And then eventually every once in a while I would get thrown in an event. I ran the 400 intermediate hurdles. Um, that's an insane event, but yeah. Uh, so that's what I did in high school. I, I was not really much of a sprinter. I was not much of a distance runner either. So they put me in field, you know, uh, road and review says getting ready to purchase the trail shoe torrent too. I love it. I, I think it's great. Um, but, uh, you know, I guess it, I think it depends on how trail is it, but I think it's a fantastic trail shoe. I really enjoy it. All right, let's do one more. And I gotta get going today. The babe, the bike carrier thing. Did I tell you about it? It came in. Um, we took it. I took the baby for a ride in it a little bit yesterday. She enjoyed it. We went as an entire family today, riding around New Vienna. Um, didn't take us very long, but we ran all rode around all of New Vienna as a family. It was pretty awesome. It might storm later tonight, so I'm gonna try and see right now after this live stream if we can get everyone outside again. Hopefully the weather will hold up for another like 20, 30 minutes. We can do it. It's super fun. It's super fun to have the whole family out. I'm loving it. I'm loving the bikes. Uh, we're having a great time. Um, yeah. So motivation theory running says I was a sprinter, 100 meter, 200 meter, four by four, long, triple, and high jump. I thought running a mile was insane back then, so I'm shocked I run ultras now. I know. I. I mean, uh, I can definitely relate to that. Um, we didn't have triple jump in New Jersey high school, by the way. Um, but I did throw jav. I don't think a lot of people have thrown javelin, but um, that's a fun event. It's hard. It's really hard. Um, yeah, I remember like, I remember thinking like when people would run the two mile on the track, I'd be like, "You're doing what? All right, see you later. I'll see you in like a day. You know, like I'll be on the bus. See ya when you're done." Like I just remember thinking like, it 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 was it was like a trip to Mars. Like, oh, just gonna gonna be in hibernation for a while. Goodbye. It was nice to know you for this amount of time. Maybe I'll know you again later. I remember that. It just seemed like such a long distance. <laughs> uh, uh, Ross W says, when I was little, my a uh, little kid, my dad biked with me in a kitty chair on the back, and I always loved it. So wholesome. Yeah, I um, you know, uh, oh, Mark Michael Martinez says there was triple jump in Bergen County back when I was in high school. Maybe just my county didn't have it. North, I lived in Hunterdon County. We didn't have it there. But also, I mean, it, maybe it depends on when you were. I was in high school in the 90s, so that that, that may have something to do with it as well. Uh, Martha says, amazing how our, our perspective changes when we run distances. Now when we drive these distances in the car, I see it all in terms of running them. Yeah, me too. Me too. For sure. Um, my mother-in-law does ride her bike from time to time, and she was driving a little bit, riding yesterday out a little bit further out. I think she went as far as, I think she went to Petersburg, um, which is, a, when I do that route, I don't know which route she took exactly, but when I do that route, it takes me about 11 miles to get there and back. Um, 
and uh, my sister-in-law, they were driving and they saw grandma um, on it. And my, my nephew, my godson goes, what is grandma doing out here? Is she okay? Like he thought that like something had happened. Cause it was like, why would he see grandma on a bike like this far away from like anything? It just, it, it didn't even make sense to him. Um, so like it took, uh, I mean, I, I, I wasn't there to have this conversation with him. I would have loved to have con- had that conversation with him, but that's the story I heard from my sister-in-law. So pretty, pretty funny stuff, pretty funny stuff. And I guess, uh, um, JC says, honestly, though, running 26.2 miles is still a bit insane. I, I mean, yeah, that's true. It is. It definitely is. All right. I think I got to call it there, guys, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning in today. I had so much fun uh, with today's conversation. Uh, I'll have the SL20 video tomorrow, and then uh, we'll do another live stream in the afternoon. So um, hopefully you guys are going to stay safe out there on your runs. Have good uh, long runs. If you haven't already done your long run for this weekend or if you're doing another one, I hope you have a good one tomorrow. And uh, I'll see you in the next one. Thanks, everybody.